I'm a real bad dude Making sounds and noises that are certainly rude But when we're on the field, my noises aren't art like a, And a, or a plain old bar It's the sport of Welcome to the Married with Picks podcast, season two, episode eight, week six. Welcome, Steve. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What shirt you got on there? What is that? Oh, it's... When in doubt, parlay it out. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense. I think it should be like, when in doubt, tease it. <laughs> but I guess that didn't rhyme, rhyme so... I don't know. I don't really make sense of it. This is that like the Delaware Park special shirt? Did you get that at Delaware Park? No, I got it off of the internet. Oh, great. All right. Don't be jealous just because you're I'm... recycling your Washington football team shirt. Hail to the Washington football team. Here we go. All right. So quick recap of week five. So Steve, your best bet, Washington, um, was a loser. Oh, great. I'm wearing this shirt. But, well, and you're lucky because last week when I asked you your best bets, you said Washington and then you just sat there and I was like, is that it? So then you rattled off five more teams, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Indy, Arizona and Tennessee. And all of those teams won. So you were two, three, four, five, five and one yep. on the week. Um I had the Jets, which was not a good pick. Um, Titans, Buffalo which one and then the Bengals was a push on many many missed field goals well, i was counting the three the four underdogs and three of the four won but Washington so and then we had a bet on the jets falcons which i'm a little bitter about so my half point now you uh have pulled into we're tie yes three and three all right all right so we gotta do i gotta do better this week all i right. will say i was pretty strong on buffalo <clears throat> at one point you because you you called me out i was like two touchdowns and i backed off the two touchdown prediction but they roll baby they look good all right so moving on to week six this is our first week of bye week so we are without atlanta new york jets saints and san francisco all right so first game up is miami at well at jacksonville but actually at London, um, open at minus two and a half. It's at minus three in favor of Miami. Uh, apparently we have Tua back this week. Um, so this will be his first game back after what, at least th- he was gone for at least three weeks. Um, so I don't know how he's going to fare first time back from injury playing in London, but I thought maybe it was enough for the rest of the team to kind of step up a little bit. Cause <laughs> Their defense did not play very well last week against Tom Brady. Um, But so my first take on this game was uh, I'm not going to touch it. Um, But the more I thought about it, I kind of thought Brian Flores comes from the Belichick tree. Um, He's going to go up against a rookie quarterback. And they actually faced a rookie quarterback in week one of this season, which was Mac Jones, when they played uh, New England. And they did win that game. So I kind of talk myself into Miami. It's not going to be a pick for me, but that's the way I lean. Do you have any thoughts on this game? I mean, I think that this is a perfect excuse for Jacksonville to just kind of get away from all the troubles that have been going on. They have been playing bad football. 
You know, they really haven't been playing that bad of football. There's been some bad coaching decisions, and at times they look bad, but they've been in some of these games. And I'm kind of leaning towards Jacksonville to fly across the ocean, play, get, get out of the States. A long plane ride with Urban Meyer? Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, they're going to have to get it together and win a game here, and this looks like a winnable game with Miami. So I would lean towards Jacksonville. It's not really a play for me. I mean, these are two bad teams, and – like you said, who knows what two is going to look like if he's playing. All right. So next game up is the Houston Texans at Indianapolis. Um, this is minus 10 in favor of Indianapolis. So it's a big line for a team that's one and four on the season to start with. Um, and I don't know what happened last week with Houston. I still haven't really figured out what happened in the <laughs> game with the Patriots um, because they were up in the game. The Patriots did come back and, and pull out the victory, but it wasn't exactly what I expected. Hunter Henry got involved. That's what happened, I think. Well, but I'm I'm more talking about the Texans side. Like, how did the yeah. Texans score 22 points? Oh, yeah. So. Rookie quarterback. I think there were some turnovers um, with Mac Jones. <clears throat> but I'm going to assume that that was kind of an outlier game. I don't think that Davis Mills is that great of a quarterback. And I did confirm that his first name is Davis, not David. Yeah. Do you feel like Indy's starting to get it together? Um, like, I mean, they lost a heartbreaker, right, to Baltimore. They had that game. They were up, I think, 15 points, 16 points uh, in the fourth quarter and blew the game. But to me, it looks like they're it almost like they jumped the shark. Like Carson, you know. He hasn't been healthy. He missed well, all training right. camp. He banged his ankle up. And he's been under fire with the defensive pass rush that they've been facing. The Colts haven't done him any favors in blocking. I don't know. I didn't mean to cut you off, but what do you, you know, you're going on and on about Houston. I'm not worried about Houston that much. I mean, yeah, they put a couple points on, but then Belichick shut him down. But I'm trying to figure out Indy because I was kind of thinking Carson would do well with, you know, we had the whole big. Uh, Carson Wentz whisper conversation with Frank Reich. And even though they lost the game against Baltimore, my point is they went into Baltimore, they played tough, and Carson started hitting some deeper throws, and he looked good doing it. But see, I don't know. I saw the same Carson Wentz. Like, he held on to the ball too long. There was some opportunities that we've come to know about him that he continued to show, but... It's so almost like he's I getting more comfortable. There is plays like when I remember Carson was going good, there's play design that's just perfect. And when the play design works, he can put it on there. When guys are covered, he starts to try to be Superman. That's when yeah, he gets in trouble. And that's what I saw. But um, I guess my take on this game is I think that Frank Reich is a smart enough coach. And I think he'll have a good enough game plan to go into this. I think that if you're looking at it from a season perspective, like this is a game that they have to have. They're one and four on the season and they've got to get some wins. They're playing the Houston Texans. You got to win this game. I think this is a great money line game. Like Indy's going to win this game. But the question is, you know, you have to kind of have a little hesitancy when you see that Indianapolis is going to give up 10 points going against anybody the way they played this year. I mean, they haven't looked like a 10 point favorite even against Houston. So that concerns me. It's a lot of points, but I, I feel like this is the culmination of Carson starting to get healthy, starting to get the playbook a little more comfortable with and familiar with it. Um, getting back to basics and he was looking stronger. I, I think this is a blowout. I really do. I like it. All right. India so you're taking Indy at 10. I am taking Indy at 10. All right. I'm with you. I'm going to take Indy up to 10. I would not take it past 10. 
All right. Next game up is Green Bay at Chicago. Um, it opened at minus four and a half in favor of Green Bay. It's at minus six. So it's a division game. Um, in the past five years, the Bears have only won one game against the Packers. The two meetings last year, Green Bay won by more than 15 points in each of those games. So, I mean, the Bears, they won the last two games. But if you look at who they played, they played the Lions. They're not that good. Um, And then they played the Raiders last week with all the drama going on with John Gruden. Um, So I don't know how much you can really give them credit for those wins. So I think it's Aaron Rodgers. And that's my pick. Yeah, I, I like Green Bay here. The line started at four and a half. It's going up to six. I could see it getting up to seven. Um, and I guess David, well, David Montgomery was out last week too, right? He's out this week too. Yeah, but is there other running back that was playing for him? Williams, the is Williams, it? Is yeah. he out? No, I don't think so. Uh, I thought I heard somebody say well, there's two in the week. There's Damian Williams and then there's Daryl Williams. Daryl is still with Kansas City. Damian Williams oh, is on the COVID, COVID list. All right. So I don't know if he's playing. Well, he's probably not then. Well, I mean, they could come off before. This is as of uh, 1030 Today? Friday night. Well, you have to have two negative tests. No, this is as of last night. Four hours apart. So probably doesn't look good there. Um, all right. Well, I mean, that doesn't affect my decision. Oh, he tested positive. Yeah. So two negative tests in uh, 24 hours apart because he could be asymptomatic and vaccinated. So he wouldn't be really a risk. So, I mean, that's, the, I mean, that's an easy one. If he's out, I think Chicago's not going to be able to do so much. So can you scroll down? Who's, who's the next man up there? Well, they're already out. Without David Montgomery. Okay. I Khalil heard that name Herbert. earlier. Yeah. Khalil Herbert. Okay. Yeah. He's the rookie. All right. He's a six round draft pick, but you never know with running backs. They could, you know, go off at any time. All right. Um, so next game up is Kansas City at Washington. Uh, opened minus five and a half in favor of the Chiefs. It's at minus six and a half in favor of the Chiefs. So Chiefs are two and three on the season. They're actually at the bottom of the AFC West at this point. They got the Chargers up there at four and one. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a must win for them. Um, But I think Kansas City, their defense is not very good. So I think Washington can keep pace with them. The one concern that I have is Terry McLaurin popped up on the injury report today. Um, He's questionable for the game. The coach said it was... He felt sore, so they held him out kind of more as like a precautionary measure. So if that's true, I guess it's all good. But if Terry McLaurin doesn't play, I definitely don't like Washington as much. Um, The Chiefs have this tendency not to cover these spreads. So I'm not sure I'm comfortable taking them at six and a half. Um, But I would consider them in a teaser leg or a money line bet. I would take Washington if McLaren's playing. It all predic- it's all predicated with McLaren because he's the one that can keep their offense going with Kansas City. And I do trust Washington's defense. I think they're going to continue to get better this season. Um, 
I do like Ron Rivera's style, and I think he's a proven winner. So he's going to get that those guys playing better defense. They have good talent on the line, um, and I don't think we've seen the best of them yet. So well, so right now Washington's defense is doing well against the run, but they're not doing well in the secondary. So, I mean, that's kind of the opposite of the defense that you want when you're facing Kansas city. Cause number one, I think they're, uh, what's his name? Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out. So, and they don't run the ball a lot anyway. Um, yeah, that's going to be problems. I mean, if it depends, you know, if Washington can make them one dimensional, um, with their front four, stopping the run by its themselves and they can sit back with extra defensive backs and make it harder for both Kelsey and uh, Hill to go off. I, I like Washington here. I think this is a good spot for Washington um, playing at home. Henneke looks good when he's playing at home. They battled Kansas city or uh, they battled San Diego, Kansas city's uh, main rival um, probably should have beat them earlier in the season. But you got a couple games under Heineke's belt. I think he's ready to go. Um, possible win here by Washington, but I'll take six and a half. And I think it opened at five and a half. It's I see six and a half now, and some places are flashing seven. So I got to be pretty sure you're probably going to get a touchdown by kickoff. I would take the seven points. Okay. Hail to the Redskins, baby. It pains me to say it, but I think the Eagles season's over. <laughs> So it doesn't matter. Oh, oh! Last night you said that they could have won that game. They could have won the game, but could have, would have, should have. They got. Well, I thought you know I was exaggerating when I said they got more yards off of pass interference penalties than they did from your quarterback, but that was not they did, no, they an exaggeration. Like two long bombs that they got uh, flagged for Tampa. Yeah, Bay. they had like ninety yards in pass interference penalties, and your quarterback threw for like a hundred. Well, I think it's evident that you know we just talked about the Eagles for a quick second that they're running a vanilla offense. Um, I can't really tell if this is just because the quarterback can't handle anything more complicated. I find that hard to believe. He's clearly not audibling or given the ability to audible. And it looks like he pretty much has one read on every play. So um, I don't know if this is the coach's fault. I'm blaming the coach. But, you know, if he Some could of these easily guys, say it's because like, Jalen Hurts. And I if you're a coach it. in the NFL or if you're like an assistant coach or whatever and you get the opportunity to be a head coach, like these guys jump at it. But, you know, sometimes maybe you're just better off where you're at. And I think that's the case with Sirianni. <clears throat> well, I think there's a lot of questions that need to be answered before we start pointing the finger directly at anybody. But changes are going to have to happen. And uh, I could start from the very top if that was ever possible that Lori would get rid of Howie before he's. I'm going to ruin these three first round draft picks we're going to get next year, but I digress. Let's move on to the games. Okay. All right. So next Minnesota, Carolina. Yes. All right. So Minnesota is coming into Carolina. This game opened up as a Carolina one point favorite It is now flipped to two and a half Minnesota, um, giving points away to Carolina. What's your feelings on this game, Jacqueline? I'm torn on this game. And I, I think my hatred for Kirk Cousins kind of like, Affects my ability to make the accurate decisions here. Um, I would mention that Dalvin Cook is going to play this week. CMC is still out. Um, I mean, I think Kirk Cousins has played well this season. They haven't exactly been lighting teams up like the last two weeks. It's been pretty like low scoring games. Oh, their defense has been playing a lot better. I'll tell you, their defense. You know, they gave up twenty. The Vikings. Yeah, well, they gave up twenty seven and thirty four points in the first two weeks. 
right? Now, for the last three weeks, the totals have been 17, 14, and 17. Well, so they I think have been that, playing a little bit lesser of yeah, competition. But the, the one game that was because the the head coach of the Browns is the former offensive coordinator of um, – was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. So I think that was like a defensive battle because of that relationship. Um, I mean, last week they played Detroit, right? Like they only put up, what was the final score? 19? Yeah, 19-17. So, I mean, Detroit has a bad defense. Well, they're playing in Motown and that kind of goes back to the scary part about this game is Minnesota playing on the road. You know, they seem to be, they tend to always be better at home. Is that outdoors? Carolina? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um. So I mean, you can see this being a, maybe a low scoring affair again. Well, I mean, Carolina has a good defense, so I think they get the advantage there. Right. Um, I mean, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback, so they have the advantage there. Minnesota's got Cook, like you mentioned, and McCaffrey's still not back with that leg yeah, injury. I would have so maybe preferred it the other way around. Minnesota has the has definitely the uh, advantage there. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to Darnold, and I don't trust him. So my initial take on the game was Carolina. I kind of am second-guessing myself, so it's not going to be a play for me. I like I like Minnesota here. I think it's enough that Cal, Dalvin Cook is coming back. Uh, it does scare me that they're on the road and they're favorite. So I really – the fact that it's it's not even really – from what I was seeing, it seemed like it was pretty even. But the line, for some reason, is going up, so there must be action on Minnesota. You might get it at three. It's two and a half now, three by kickoff. But I, this is a bad spot to say Minnesota because they're on the road. However, coming off a fresh look of Carolina last week, and I think it's the first time <clears throat> that we saw, well, really the Eagles just exposed Darnold, right? I mean, it's the first time that we saw um, the Sam Darnold that looked like he played for the Jets. They started getting pressure on him. He started throwing the ball up and making mistakes, and the Eagles had a bunch of interceptions. And um, it worries me that Minnesota is going to see the film. They're going to take the same approach, get some pressure on him, make mistakes. And that's really, at the end of the day, why I'm confident in taking Minnesota, even though I'm scared for the reasons that they're favored on the road, especially they don't play well uh, in those scenarios. But I almost feel like, and I was big on Carolina, this is going to be a very important game because I was big on Carolina coming in, big on Sam Darnold. But I really, I mean, I watched that whole Eagles game and he looked really bad. Like he just kind of went backwards. So this that could have just been a blip on the radar and maybe just a bad game. That's totally possible. But it looks so bad that I'm willing to go Minnesota here on the road. And I think that the, the Vikings should be able to do the same and have the same success that the Eagles had. So, um, again, I think Darnold. They could have figured him out, and he looks back. Yeah, but I mean, do to you think the that the Jets quarterback? We'll see if that it continues. I don't think the Vikings have a good enough defense to replicate what the Eagles did. Well, we'll see. All right, all right. So I'm taking Minnesota. I'm not making a pick on this. Okay, what do we got next? L.A. Chargers at Baltimore. Um, it's at minus two and a half in favor of Baltimore. So, I mean, I'm going to take the Chargers as a dog all day in this case. Okay. I mean, I think you can you can run on Baltimore. We saw that last week. Um, and they don't have much in the secondary when after Marcus Peters went down. They have one good cornerback. And just to mention, I know this was a different, like they have a new coach now and everything, but 
Um, it was the Chargers in the playoffs back in, I think it was 2019, that, remember that game, like Baltimore they, they was favored, and they just completely shot Lamar down. Yeah. Now, that was the Anthony Lynn Chargers, um, but I have to think that to an extent, they're going to take that kind of same game plan. I'm sure they have a lot of the same personnel, so... I mean, I like the Chargers for sure. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take the other side, and this is why. Watching that game against Indy, that was Indy's game last week. And there's certain things that happen in football where you just say, you know, this is like this team's gelling or it's meant to be, or you just, there's teams that have that like moxie. And Lamar Jackson is definitely playing with that moxie right now. I mean, this guy. Totally labeled as that stereotypical running quarterback coming out of college. And I think he's proven that he can throw the ball with some velocity down the field and with some accuracy, too. He's hitting guys deep. Hollywood is all over the end zone. Um, Mark Andrews is having a huge uh, season so far. And Lamar just looks really good. I think that this is an easy game to look at and just say, hey, Chargers, boom. Like the Chargers, the way they're playing. And I think a lot of action is already going on. I know is already going on the Chargers from what we're seeing in Vegas. And I think this is an easy trap game to go Chargers. I think Baltimore gets them here and probably handily. All right. Well, this sounds like a good game for a bet then. All right, let's do it. All right. Don't get caught on this game. There's a lot of people are going to want to take the Chargers. I'm telling you, regardless of what she's saying, my opinions, if you if just stay away, if you can't take Baltimore, but don't lose money on the Chargers like Jacqueline just did. All right. We'll see next week what you're saying. All right. You're going to be singing a different tune. Oh, that's whistling. <laughs> All right. Um, so next game up is Cincinnati at Detroit. And this is another one I kind of have been back and forth on, so I don't have a play. Um, but I think that the Lions could have a shot. I kind of, I really want them to get the win. I really like the bold prediction. What's your bold prediction? Detroit wins this game. They're going to win their first game. They're zero and five. This is going to be the first one. I mean, I would love to see him win the game. I don't know that this is the spot that they're going to do that, unfortunately. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not I'm not telling you to bet the money line. That's my bold prediction is they're going to win. But being smart, take three and a half, get that hook all day, playing at home. Detroit's got to win one of these games. This is this is a winnable game with Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati's playing a lot better. They're not your, they're not your mama's Cincinnati Bengals. They're getting better, and they're going to be getting better. But this is the spot for Detroit, I think, that they can sneak a win out here. Um, yeah. And the only thing I will mention about Cincinnati is Joe Burrow had that throat contusion at the end of the game last week. Would he get karate chopped? I don't know. He played the rest of the game, but they took him to the hospital right afterwards. He's all right. Well, so he's okay. But the issue is his voice. Like he might not have like his full voice. So it's on, it's on the road. If the stadium's noisy, it might make, have an effect on his ability to, you know. Audible. So snap count. I mean, that's on a silent count. I'm sure he'll be able to muster something, some kind of vocals out. So I don't know. That's the one thing that would worry me if you're on the Cincinnati side. Take the Um, points. Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. I really like their coach. I mean, he cried last week. Oh, oh. There's no crying in football. Well, I mean, he's like the guy. guy. You like, can't remember? say I like this guy because he cried. No, because when he when he got <coughs> hired as the head coach, say. he had he was up on the 
podium with some, I don't know what he said about breaking kneecaps or something, but he came off as like this real like meathead dude that like, and then last week he's crying. I mean, he's really got the guys buying it. And I mean, this is Jared Goff Mm -hmm. and a bunch of no name receivers. I like him because of that, but not because he's crying. And even though they're 0 5, I think they're playing a lot better than anybody would have expected them to. Jeez Louise. So, anyway, all right, let's move on. Next game is the LA Rams at the New York Giants. It opened at minus six and a half in favor of LA. It's at minus eight and a half in favor of LA. I don't really explain understand why the line moved in that direction because I would think the question mark was whether Daniel Jones was going to play. And apparently he is going to play, but I don't know why that would make the line go up in favor of LA. Are you confused? No, I just want to say how much I love Matthew Stafford because he opened up his heart to his teammates and he was really honest and vulnerable. Shut up. <laughs> they take the Rams. The Giants suck. Get them out of here. This is a double-digit win for the Rams. They're going to roll. That's all I got to say about that one. Oh, I well, want to give you a, a, a little different wager here, too, depending on how you can, uh, what you have access to. But this is going to be my first time giving a first-half special I would take St. Louis in the first half. It's not St. Louis. I'm sorry. Hasn't but you been know what I'm St. Louis about. in a long time. The Los Angeles Rams. First half. They're going to go up like 21 nothing early. This thing's going to be a roll. You think? I think Absolutely. it might be a little short-sighted. I mean, I'm not going to take the Giants or anything, but. Take the Rams in the first half. Take the Rams for the game. All right. Steve has spoken. The score will be 21 nothing at one point. Most likely in the first quarter. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think LA wins. Um, Uh, bold prediction. I'll give you another one. Fantasy football start to Sean Jackson. He's going to have a touchdown and a long one. He loves playing in that stadium. I got to write that one down. Meadowlands. He loves that stadium. He scores every time he plays in that stadium. Maybe once. Well, he didn't. Well, he had that. Wasn't was that in New York when he. He like bobbled it and then ran it back. Yeah, the punt return yeah. in New York when Michael here. Vick was the quarterback of the Eagles. It's also referred to as the miracle in the Meadowlands Part Three. Hmm. But only Eagles fans would know that. So we will move on to this NFL centric show. And the next game, you want to say anything else about the Rams and the Giants? No. Blowout. Arizona in Cleveland, and we have breaking news. You're messing up the audio. You want to give the breaking news on the coach? All right. The breaking news is that um, Cliff Kingsbury is has COVID or is on the COVID list and will not be at the game. Um, so they'll be without their head coach. So now apparently Kyle... Kyler Murray has a shoulder issue, so that's worrisome. Nick Chubb is out for the Cleveland Browns. Um, that will put Kareem Hunt into the um, primary back role. And um, so I don't know. I don't know. I guess Cliff Kingsbury does call the plays for Arizona. So that has me concerned. But my pick was going to be Arizona before um, we saw that when we sat down. Let's remind everybody, too, that even though Zach Ertz was traded from the Eagles to Arizona last night, officially today, Friday, he will not be eligible to play because he played in the Thursday night game for the Eagles. Okay. That would be a quick so turnaround, case you're thinking, But that's going to be huge for Arizona going forward. They're going to have somebody uh, in the middle of the field that can play tight end after a couple injuries have uh, left them vulnerable there. 
So if they have any kind of Super Bowl hopes, I think, you know, that was an awesome trade for them. They were smart to jump in when they when they did. Um, I like Cleveland here. I think that this is a bad sign that Kingsbury is going to be out. But I like Cleveland before, honestly, I even knew that news. We figured that out just as we were getting ready to sign on and do the podcast. So that doesn't really just makes me like Cleveland even more. If they're home, uh, giving up three points, I think that Arizona is What's five Cle- and up. They're due for a loss. What's and Cleveland's a record one. on the season? though? Three and two. Three and two. Yeah. Okay. It's three and two, but I will verify. So you have the five and O Cardinals going to Cleveland. They were three and two, and Cleveland's favored by three points. Yeah. You gotta lose sometime. This is a this is a loss. Well, I think that's what a lot of people are saying. And I think every week going into these games, the Cardinals come out kind of surprising people. Because nobody was talking about the Cardinals, especially in that division that they play in. And they're on top now. I mean, before the season started, they had the lowest odds to, or the highest odds to to win the division. Um, so, I don't know. The fact that the coach isn't going to be there worries me. But otherwise, I think that people keep underestimating them and they keep delivering. Um, so they were going to be my pick, and I might stick with them. Yeah, Cleveland's three and two. They're tied with Cincinnati at three and two, second place in the AFC North. One game behind the Baltimore Ravens, one game ahead of Pittsburgh Steelers. Usually I have the standings up because I know I want to reference that. So I apologize about that, but I like Cleveland. I don't think you gave me a reason that you like Cleveland. I like Cleveland because I think that they've been scuffling their offensively the last couple of weeks in Arizona, even though they've played good defense. um, A lot of that, especially against Arizona, they've kind of are against uh, the Rams. They were bottling down the run, but then they were able to get some key turnovers. You know, Baker Mayfield's not the best, but I think that this combination running game with the well, backs that they have with Hunt and Chubb, but they're not going to have it. Well, it's going to be able, they're going to be able to have enough success that they're going to be able to set up the uh, play action, and I think that they're this is going to be one of those letdown games after Arizona had the big win uh, last week. So, what was the big I'll win the last week against spot. San Francisco? Yeah, I mean, why was that a big win? They had the big win the week before against the Rams. The five and zero game, game and then they still won at San Francisco. San Francisco is brutal, but it was the Rams I was really referencing. But that was two weeks ago. You want to argue? Let's just bet here. I like Cleveland. Uh, Well, if it wasn't for the coach, no, I'm I'm not going to do it because. Let's if go. it wasn't You've for the coach, like Arizona I still like Arizona, but I, I, I have to think it. about it a little more about what Cliff Kingsbury not being there is going to do. And we don't know, like if he's got it, you don't know if anybody else has it. Like by Sunday, there could be 12 people not there. So. Yeah, get some cojones. You're not going to calm me into a bet that I don't want to take. Well, you're grilling me on my reasons. Well, I like Cleveland. Give a this reason. is, this you is like a good them so spot. Much, give a reason for it. This is a good You could say flow. it's my gut if you don't have like any real reason. But no, you I gotta don't say have statistics something. to tell you that okay. on Sunday at one o'clock that when they're playing against somebody in the AFC West that Cleveland is four and zero in the last. Um, eight. October well, I mean, I'm matchups. just saying. Like for me, what do you I want? don't like. I'm telling you that Cleveland's going to win this game because Arizona's five and zero. They've looked good, but they're not that good. Their coach is out. Cleveland's coming back at home, and they're going to get things moving on offense. I think this is going to be a like not even a like a back and forth game. I think this is going to be a bad Kyler Murray game. I think he's he's looked really great this season, but he's due for a clunker. Um, I really like them, and then I think. 
going forward, Arizona is a team to watch, but not this week. I think it's a bad spot heading to Cleveland. Okay. The dog pounds getting ready to eat them alive. All right. All right. So, you sure you don't want to bet on it? No, I don't want All to. Right. All right. Next game is Las Vegas Raiders at Denver. Um, it opened at minus two and a half in favor of Denver. It's at minus four. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this game. Both of these teams started 3-0, and they've lost the last two games. And obviously, they had all the drama with John Gruden and everything. So I think that that's just a distraction. So, so be- Rich Basakia steps in, the special teams man, who's a 20-year coach in the NFL, now finally gets his first opportunity as the interim coach to uh, be the head coach in the NFL. Do you think that they're going to rally behind this guy, really, I guess, is the question? Or is the team going to be lost without Gruden? Like, it didn't seem like... Well, I, mean, I don't I don't know that we've really heard anything from the players on the team as to... The like, question is, did they like... Did the players like Gruden? Well, I know. You know what did I mean? It's t- I don't know. Well, it's tough to get a read because we're hearing a lot of examples of Vex players not liking him. But we've heard people really liking him a Well, lot. I think the one guy that said he was like, he always struck me as a used car salesman. Like, He's I could Sean totally Johnson. see that. Like, Gruden. Like, his personality. That's his personality. It's tough sometimes because Keyshawn Johnson, um, you don't know what's what. Like, he, Gruden could have said something bad to him to try to challenge him. And, and it just rubbed Keyshawn the wrong way because Keyshawn's not a guy you really mess with. So, but I'm you sure there's skin. You don't know. Like, I'm sure there's some truth to it. I'm sure there's players on the team that might have liked Gruden that may be offended by what he said in the emails. You don't hear a lot of so players saying they, they hate him. Like, like, you hear Keyshawn coming out, but. Um, so I don't know. I mean, usually when we have a head coach get fired, it's usually like a you know Adam Gase, and then the team rallies because yay, we got rid of him. Like I don't, I don't know. This is like a different situation, so I don't know. But to me, it's still it was a distraction during the week. It's less preparation for the game. Now you have the special teams coordinator moving into the head coach role, who's taking over special teams. You got all these logistics. You kind of got off to a late start. So I mean, that's going to affect things. Now you got to travel to Denver. So four points. The screams, regardless of what side you like, it almost screams like a three point game to me, right? It's opened up a two and a half. It's bet up the four. This is a three point game. Well, take the points. All right. I mean, it's not a pick for me, but I leave Denver. It's not a pick for me, but I like. You sure you don't want to make it a bet? Oh no, I don't know because because I don't know what impact the coach is going to have on 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 the players. I have to figure that out. Well, who called the plays in L.A.? It wasn't Gruden, was it? Uh, I don't even know. I don't think so. I don't think. Well, I don't know. It's going to stick with I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. Um, all right. So next game up is Dallas at New England. It opened at minus one in favor of Dallas. It's at minus three and a half in favor of Dallas. Um, so we have Belichick as a home dog in this one. So, I mean, my first take on this was, I mean, Dallas offenses look pretty good. I still, I can't figure out last week with New England, like how they went to Houston and and they couldn't have a better win. I mean, it came down to like a field goal at the very end for them to pull out that victory. So it, it, that confuses me. Um, So my initial take would be Dallas, but I've heard a lot of people talking about the Patriots and Belichick being a home dog and all that kind of thing. Um, so it has me concerned. People were talking. I'm not. I'm not going to pick it. <laughs> well, I heard people talking that Bill Belichick's going to have something for Dak. 
And uh, I'm not well, going to I thought he would have something game. for Davis Mills last week, and he didn't. I mean, that's what concerns me. He did in the second half, didn't he? Shut him down. They won on a field goal at the very end of the game. I know, but you said Houston jumped out to a big lead, right? So at some point, they 22 stopped. points is a enormous lead for the Houston Texans with Davis Mills, a quarterback. It's supposed to be Bill Belichick versus the rookie quarterback. When was it 22 Like nothing? the Jets game. When was they it shut them out. I didn't say it was 22 nothing, but they, they were up 22. They're up 22. They had 22 points. Maybe I'm not saying I know, it. I know what, you're saying. what I mean. I'm just trying to stall time to We're get to the box score. We're not saying it was 22 to, and can, uh... to nothing. It might have been like 22 to 10. Can you scroll? 22, 22 to 9. 22 to 9. So in the third quarter with 13-31, so right after halftime. And then they're kicking field goals. They're up 22 to 9. Well, Houston didn't score. At, they didn't do anything in the second half. Okay, so it took Bel- Belichick to make set, make adjustments at halftime to be able to figure out what to do with Davis Mills. Like, that's my problem with this whole that whole game. Like, they played the Jets a few weeks ago. They shut them out. The, they had the rookie throwing interceptions. He threw four interceptions. Like, this guy actually moved the ball down the field and scored a couple touchdowns. So, all right. So, look, this is where I'm at. This was not a pick. And for me. we did have last week, they had four out of the five offensive linemen not there. I I did not look into that to see if they're back. So, that would be a concern. Right. Like you rarely do this what? to me. And it's not like I was going to make New England a pick and now you're swaying me. But I would have told you I'd lean towards New England over Dallas, thinking that Bill Belichick would uh, be able to. You know, win this game at 425 at home and blah, 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 and have at least enough defense to be able to keep Dak and the Cowboys offense, you know, in the 20s, in the teens maybe. But um, you're kind of swaying me to Dallas because when I think of Dallas, and I got to try to put my hatred towards the franchise out of my head because I'm trying to be arbitrary, clearly. Uh, you know, Dallas is a good team. They've Shown that they can beat good teams. That's how you measure um, how far you think a team is going to go, how many wins they're going to get. They've beaten San Diego in San Diego. Um, and when you, like you said, New England, what is there to be happy about with New England? They're starting to get some tight end play. Damian Harris really hasn't done much. One, he got hurt. And Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback trying to figure it out, who flashes sometimes and looks like he could be the guy. They're not really but using Johnny Smith much at no, all. Johnny Smith is kind of going to the back. They were splitting reception or targets, uh, him and, and Hunter Henry. Yeah, so he's really emerged as the. But Henry over the last two weeks has gotten, I think, double the, the targets. And Jonu, maybe last week, only had one. Mm-hmm. It was either last week or the week before, only had one target. So, yeah, I thought big things for Jonu Smith to the point where if you have Jonu Smith in fantasy, you got to drop him and get Henry. Henry's out there on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues, but he's starting to get claimed because of the week he had last week. Anyway, that's fantasy football throwing. All right. So, are you making a pick? No. Okay. All right. Next game up is Seattle at Pittsburgh. It opened at minus two and a half in favor of Seattle. It's up to minus five in favor of Pittsburgh, Um, obviously being a reaction to the fact that Russell Wilson is now on injured reserve and will miss at least the next three games. So 
I mean, obviously Pittsburgh hasn't looked great this year, um, but the Seattle defense is not very good. We have Geno Smith at the helm for Seattle. He had one good drive at the end of the last game, but I don't know how much credence you can put into that. How long has it been since Geno Smith was like a starting quarterback in the NFL? I want to say 2014. So, and I guess... I can just see like Pete Carroll is one of those coaches. He kind of gets stuck in his way of doing things. So I think he he's going to take the approach, go into Pittsburgh, try to run the ball. Well, Pittsburgh has a good run D, so they're not going to be able to do that. If Pittsburgh is able to score points, which they probably will because Seattle doesn't have a great defense, then you're going to put yourself in a hole. And then the only option is for Geno Smith to play catch up. And I don't think that that's a good game plan to go into Pittsburgh with. So much as Pittsburgh has not looked good on the year, I am going to take Pittsburgh at minus five. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to put your money on Geno Smith, but we watched him a little bit last week when he got put in and it didn't look bad. It was one drive. I know, but it looked, it, I was expecting him to fall on his face, but and who he's did still in Seattle the league. He's been there week? for a while. I can't even remember. Who did Seattle play? Yeah. God, I can't remember. Uh, was it Tennessee? Was no, it? that was a couple weeks ago. Why do I not see them? I can't find them on this stupid paper. The Rams. The Rams, okay. <laughs> they lost 26-17. Yeah, so... I mean, the Rams, I think... People think of their defense from the last couple of years, and it hasn't really played as well this year. So other than Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, um, their defense isn't as good. I think Pittsburgh definitely has a better defense. You're going to be on the road in Pittsburgh. That's my take on the game, and that's my pick. I'm not confident on Pittsburgh with anything, especially Neither laying I, five points, so I'm out on this game. If I'm I was confident take- that Pete Carroll is not going to have a um, masterful game plan to – win this game without Russell Wilson. Apparently Russell Wilson has not missed a start since like 2012. Listen, I'm picking every game on the card here. I'm giving you at least picks or lean this way. Not everything's a pick, you know, like I I would lean towards Dallas just to be official. Now you talked me into Dallas on New England. Um, I not going to say it. I'm not leaning or telling you to go anywhere on this game because I can't lay five points with Pittsburgh. And I'm not putting my money on Geno Smith. So I'm not telling you to do anything on this one. (laughs) Okay. All right. So last game is Monday Night Football. Buffalo at Tennessee. Opened at minus three and a half in favor of Buffalo. It's now at minus five and a half. So, I mean, I love Tennessee. My first take on this game is they're going to get beat down. But... um. The more I think about it, well, not so much the more I think about it. Um, I think that Tennessee is going to have both AJ Brown and Julio Jones back this week, so that will Julio make is back. that will make a huge, They're at full strength, a huge difference. But Tennessee's defense is bad. Buffalo's defense has looked great. Tennessee should have a great offense, but obviously the last couple of games they haven't had their two top guys but even in the games that they did or last week with just one of them they just haven't looked great i mean they've been riding derrick henry which they have a tendency to do buffalo has a great run defense so i don't know how much he's going to be able to do by himself 
Um, however, number one, these two teams played last year and it was a COVID game that it was Tennessee. I think that had the COVID the game had gotten moved to a Tuesday night. Oh, I remember that. I, I don't remember this when I looked up. Oh, this This was one of the first ones, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I remember that, but I don't remember the actual. Like we're having Tuesday football. What the hell is this? I don't remember. It's great. <laughs> what was, do you know who won that game? No, I think it was. Well, didn't Tennessee, like, with this COVID problem, like, lose a lot of games? No, so Tennessee won this game 42 to 16. Okay. And I have no recollection of that. Oh, Derrick Henry. Like, three touchdowns, right? Well, he only had, like, 57 yards, but he had two touchdowns. Mm. So, I don't really remember that. But the bottom line is, apparently, this is the game where 97% of the money is on the Buffalo Bills. So, I'm taking the Titans. I'm taking the Titans too. Listen to this is why. So last night, just follow me here. The Bills are a better team. The Bills are the best team in the AFC. I'm telling you, there was no joke last Sunday night against the Chiefs. But they had this game circled on their calendar because of what happened last year. You know, Buffalo was trying to get into the Super Bowl. They couldn't get there. Um, they're looking at the Chiefs as the team that they got to go knock off. So oh, that no. game was circled and they blew them out. We called that game. At least I called that game. That was a huge win. Okay. Now they're going on the road Monday night, primetime football again in Tennessee. After this game, let's look at what Buffalo has lined up. The Dolphins, the Jaguars, the Jets, right? Easy 3-0 they're blowing out there. Colts, Saints, Patriots. December 6th is the Patriots game. So they're going all the way into one game into December. They play one team with a winning record. That's the Saints. And they stink with Jameis Swinson. Don't tell me Jameis is going to win that game. So they're going to go. They're going to win one, two, three, four, five, six, at least the next six games. This is a spot in the schedule where Tennessee wins. This is a spot in the schedule play. Tennessee is not as good as Buffalo, but Tennessee defense is not as good as Buffalo. But when you have Julio and you have A.J. Brown and you got Derrick Henry, this is where we're going to see Tennessee. The key here, right, is Tannehill. Tannehill can't choke it out. He's got to be able to hit the guys in stride. I'm really looking forward to seeing Julio go off. He really hasn't, you know, had that game, you know, yet. So I think this might be it. Hopefully he's healthy. It sounded like they were extra cautious with Julio. Julio wanted to make sure he, when he came back, he was coming back and ready to play. So he's not nickel and diamond like 80%. It sounds like he's ready to go. I love Tennessee here. Okay. Well, I'm with you. But And apparently this game when they played Buffalo last year and it got moved, their next game on the schedule was Kansas City. So they were upset about that game getting pushed out to Tuesday. So, do, I mean, to an extent, do you think they have this game circled too? Uh, to an extent, but not not like, so much. No, they're not as worried about them. Okay. All right. Well, we're together on that one. So, Steve, your best bets. My best Packing bets. Packing up a little too soon, dear. I like Baltimore. I like, uh, let me get on the list because I want to make sure I don't miss anybody. I like Baltimore, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Tennessee. Love Tennessee. Who else didn't I mention here? I would take Cleveland. Um, we talked about the Rams. Talked about Detroit. This is Detroit win. I really like Baltimore. I like Baltimore and Tennessee are by probably two favorite. Um, I do like Minnesota. I talked about them. I probably like them just as much. And well, like you know said, what, dear? Indy. The Eagles don't play this week, right? So I wonder they which games. Already. 
I mean, Sunday at one, so I'm not limited to watching one shitty game in the one o'clock. I know the answer to this question. So do do we get LA Baltimore? The one o'clock game is. We should get two, right? I it's thought, Chargers Baltimore. I thought you knew Chargers the answer Baltimore. to this. I was drawing because they were further down. I'm like, it's not them. It's not them. It's Chargers Baltimore. Okay, cool. So on we can CBS. watch this game unfold. Oh, maybe it'll be Tony Romo too. Oh, God. That'd I be awesome. Not. All right. So my best bets are going to be Indy Green Bay. Don't you think that guy's starting to get on your nerves, though, Tony I Romo? I love Tony he's, Romo. Oh, he talks too much. See, he's overkill. Now he's trying to be like the swami predicting everything. That's what I love about him. Yeah. Um, all right. I like Kansas City, but I don't know if I want to take it at the spread. I would money line or tease it. Um, I love the Chargers. Um, Cardinals bet. were on my list until the news about Cliff Kingsbury, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And I would put Kansas City, Chargers, Tennessee, and maybe Pittsburgh into a teaser. Pittsburgh's a play for you, huh? Yes. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us. Week six. Peace out. Oh, you know what? And I totally forgot. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. And we're available anywhere you get your podcast. You can't let me forget to plug the podcast, Steve. Like us. Come on now. Comment. Ask us questions. Well, Steve, yeah, Steve got some feedback last week. And he made sure to point it out that he was mentioning every game this week. All right. Peace out.